Hey everyone, my name is Kylie Class Toussaint and I'm the creative and worship director at Grace Collective Church. For every special edition episode, I will be your host and today is one of those awesome circumstances. I get to sit down with our lead team today and explain to you how Grace Collective got our first ever building. We're so excited to share this story with you and we hope you enjoy the episode. I am sitting down again, lucky me, with Mr. Jonathan Curry, Mr. Rich Phipps, and Mrs. Marsha Phipps. And we are telling a story today that you, at this moment, do not know yet. So we are excited to continue the process of finalizing everything and hopefully announcing it to you soon. But at the time of the release of this podcast, hopefully you'll know the great news, which I will now say. Grace Collective is getting a new building, which we're freaking out about. Yes. Ah. Praise God and praise Jesus. And today we're just going to tell the story of how that came to be. So you guys, where do we get started? I'd love to take this one, Callie. Uh, so when we were starting at the lamp, which by the way, the, you know, the lamp's been a great place to meet, but we were starting at the lamp um, and we were meeting, but every day, um, well, every week I should say, I was getting this great text, either scripture or just words of encouragement, encouragement from uh, this great, great lady of the faith uh, who just wanted to keep lifting me up. And, and so she would write to me these encouraging words. And she kept asking me if I wanted to come and preach at her church because her pastor was a little bit older. They were having trouble um, filling the pulpit. And she actually wanted me to come and be her pastor there. And I said, no, I've, we've got a church called Grace Collective. Um, but then when we started looking around, you know, at, at other uh spaces that might be available. I drove over to the church that she was talking about. And, and it's right on Brush Creek Road. It's, you know, 275 Brush Creek Road in Irwin. Three townships come together. It's a, it's a great location in that respect. It's two miles from the turnpike. I drove over and I sat in the parking lot and I just began praying. Like, God, would you open this building up for us to rent space here? Maybe I could call the pastor and see if he'd rent it to us every other weekend. And so I, I called that woman from the parking lot and asked for, you know, his number. And she gave me his name, his number. I'd never met him before. And so that started us on this amazing journey. Yeah, I think you, I remember Rich, you talking about having called Pastor Bob and, and talking with him a little bit about you know, the possibility of, of renting. And at the time, you know, we were really grateful for everything that the lamp had done. They had been um, really gracious in allowing us a launch there and a start there, but we knew uh, just through all the conversations that that was not going to be a permanent home, that they had um, a season that they were going to let us be there and let us launch and let us do what we needed to do. And what we felt like God was calling us to do, but that there was something different, something, uh, you know, I don't say greater, but something different that was going to be there that 
we could just really embrace as a church and really have a permanent location. And so we kind of always said, all right, Lord, we know this is where we're going to be, but we also want to make sure that we're keeping our ears and our hearts open to what's next. And so yeah. uh, your conversation with Pastor Bob, I think, was just perfectly timed. And it is, you know, God's timing is always perfect. So, so I'm sitting in that parking lot and I called this number and this gentleman answered and it's Pastor Bob. And I'd never talked to this gentleman in my life. I, I now I love him like crazy. He's just a great pastor. But I said, hey, Pastor Bob, my name's Rich Phipps. Here's the situation. Would you be interested in letting us rent your church building two times a month and your, your people could join us. I, I know you're looking for someone to preach part-time. So I could preach two weekends a month and you could preach two weekends a month. What do you think about us running it twice a month? And I'll never forget what he said. He said, I said, I don't want to, I don't want to rent this to you. I want to give this to you. Wow. And I'm, I wish I could have seen what my face looked like uh, because that is way, way more extravagant than I was ever even thinking about that God would turn something from, Hey, can we pay you money to rent space to, we want to hand this over to you. And the story behind that is so fascinating because Bob told me later, he said, you know, for two years, I have been trying to find someone to give this ministry to he's 85 years old. And you have to understand Bob has been part of 14 different church plants, anywhere from, 50 people coming in to 2,000 people coming in. He's, he's started churches all over the place. He's such a, a neat, neat story in, in his own right. But he's been trying, he'd been trying to give this ministry away for two years. And every pastor he brought in to preach, people he knew, other folks coming in, the Holy Spirit would just never say yes. And so Bob finally threw his hands up in the air and said, God, I'm done trying. I'm going to stop bringing people in and let you bring someone to me. Ring, ring. Hi, my name's Rich Phipps. Can I rent this space? It was just all God, you know, in, in the entire process of starting this opportunity for us to have this building in this, this land. Wow. You know, it was so cool to me was that um, the whole year before that, this beautiful, sweet lady had been texting you every week. Yeah. And I remember thinking how I felt so encouraged by her words and just her support through that time that we were just having a rough time. This is like before Grace Collective even came to be. She was she was encouraging us. And to know that that was set in place for encouragement and just that whole time period. And then it, God had this whole thing in store down the road. It's just it's so amazing. God used her as an on-ramp. For his purpose and his perfect plan. And I, I'm still I'm still amazed by what God has orchestrated through this entire process. Yeah. And you did not know him, right? That wonderful woman encouraging you was the only <laughs> on-ramp that you have ever met or heard of him before, right? Yeah, this is literally a cold call from the parking lot. I was sitting there praying in the parking lot of that church building because it's only two miles from my house. And I'm sitting there praying and felt like it's time to call her, get his number, prayed some more, time to call him. It was a cold call. He had no idea who I was and I had no idea who he was. Wow. The Holy Spirit is alive and working. That's amazing. Amen. Amen. 
And I remember when you brought it to our table then, because at the time, Jonathan and I had not known anything about it. And I remember feeling so excited, but honestly, not even that shocked because God has just been in the hands of Grace Collective the entire time. That is something that I personally feel that I've just witnessed him opening doors when they needed to be opened, keeping them closed if we were moving too fast, and just really staying at the center of everything. So that was such an incredible feeling to know that he's continuing to do that um, on our team and within our church. Amen. Amen. And I think so often uh, what resonated with me when that story, when you brought it to us was, you know, him being at the end of his plan of trying to put all these pieces together. And I think that resonates so much with Grace Collective, you know, like we, we have always just been like, God, whenever you're ready, whatever you want to do, we'll do it. And and I remember, you know, as we're looking for this spot, uh, you know, I started putting on, you know, looking on MLS sites and trying to figure out, can we buy this building? Can we rent this over here? And nothing seemed right. And throughout that whole process, you know, we're continually looking for a building, but right at the end of our plans, right at the end of Bob's plans, found this beautiful, just connection between a building and an opportunity. And that's just so often how God works, you know, right at the end of ourselves, we find what God's about to do. And this lined up with that and with that was just a really nice uh, timing. Yeah. Yeah. One thing I want to, um, I just want us to be aware of also, while we're celebrating this amazing event, uh, there is a church body that's grieving losing their church. Mm-hmm. Uh, you know, that church has been ravished by COVID and some other things. And uh, for 18 years, they were in that location. They started earlier than, than that. But for 18 years, they were in that location uh, doing vital ministry. Uh, but as they were kind of coming to the end of, um, Bob's tenure there, um, they needed some new, and and it's hard to make those changes. So I want to just, you know, give some kudos to that congregation that said, you know what, we will dissolve in order for God's next step on this property to begin taking shape. I uh, guess that's a very hard place for them to be. We're hoping they'll come with us. We're hoping, you know, the invitation that Bob's given them, that, that I'm giving them, that they'll come and be part of Grace Collective, uh, as, as part of this family moving forward. Yeah. I love how 18 years of ministry that, that Bible fellowship is able to present. And then also all the years of ministry that, that Bob was able to put into become fertile ground for a grace collective to be able to then build upon it's, it becomes a great foundational step for grace collective to come in. And as we establish who God has called us to be, to really build upon that legacy and to build upon the ministry that, that these, that this body of Christ has really put together. It allows us to really kind of launch into um, what we really feel like God is doing in the church and doing with us uh, today. So, you know, kudos to all the great years of ministry that, that Bob has put in, that Bible fellowship has been, um, you know, we definitely honor all that they've done and we look forward to what God's going to use in our, you know, church's history or future, I guess, if you will, to, to really launch in off of that, of that, that great ministry and all the great things that he's already done there. Yeah. And before we get into us taking it over eventually, let's back up a little bit and talk about after that phone call, that amazing phone call with Bob, what happened next um, within you guys, Rich and Marsha, and then how you brought it to the team? Where did you go from there? 
Well, I can remember, you know, we were, we were so excited and just, just our minds were blown. And I can remember driving down Bush, Bushy Creek Road and, um, or Brush Creek Road. <laughs> and Rich, like, I'm like, why are we going this way? We're going out of the way. And he's like, we got to go over there and pray. So we just like went into the parking lot and sat and prayed, um, just that God's will would be done. And we drove around the parking lot and, you know, prayed for those who were there now and prayed what God would have for our next steps to be. Um, and it just, it was just amazing. <laughs> you know, we, we drove around the parking lot. We drove around the church. We walked around. Goodness, I got out and I tried to peek in the windows, you know, to see what was it like inside? Because all we could see was outside. Mm. Until the day that Bob and his lovely wife, Yvonne, invited us to meet them at the church so they could show us the inside. And so Kylie and Jonathan and Marsh and I, we all got to go over there and we walked in to see the inside. And I was, frankly, I was stunned. Um, It's much bigger on the inside than it looks on the outside. And it's only an 18 year old building. So things are still new. Things are still um, fresh in there. So it's not like an old, old building that needs a lot of fixing up. Uh, we'll talk about some of that stuff later. But we got to tour the church. They showed us every nook and cranny. And it was just fun just to see what all was on the inside. And then after that, we took Bob and Yvonne out to lunch and just began to hear their hearts and learn their stories. And Bob shared his ministry testimony with us. It was such a wonderful um, meeting, uh, just hearing where they've been, and where God's leading them next. Because they're not done in ministry. They're going to do some other things in ministry. Uh, but they allowed us to begin to get excited about the space they want to hand over to us. Yeah. He has such a great heart of just being able to deliver what he feels is, is the gospel truth. And um, I just I enjoyed that lunch so much. I, I think back on it fondly. It's just so many good stories, so many good insights, and uh, just at the end, you just kind of marvel at how much faith and trust in he has in hearing God's voice in his life. You know, there are times where I'm like, oh, was that God? Was that God? Bob doesn't ask that question. He knows when God speaks and you just, <laughs> you hear it definitively in his voice and his stories. Amen. Yeah. And he, you know, at the beginning, when you hear the story of that phone call and he just said, I want to give it to you, or I'm going to give it to ministry. It sounds very, just happened really quickly. But when you hear Bob's testimony, his story, he does not move until the Holy Spirit tells him to, meaning although it happened quickly, he knew it was of God that quickly. And what a wonderful thing to know that the person handing over a ministry that they poured their life into does not move until the Holy Spirit says so. And then it ends up in our hands. That is really cool. Right. Yeah. When we had a unique experience, you know, while, while this was just fresh and just beginning, um, I, I had a weekend off. So, you know, Marsh and I went over and I was preaching there. Kylie and Michael were able to come over and they sang during a Sunday morning worship there. So we were there together. And one thing that was abundantly evident to me was how much the people of Bible Fellowship Church loved their pastor. Um, it, it was just good to see that Bob's ministry has been so fruitful um, in the lives of people there, but also in the lives of people outside of the walls. 
And Kylie, you're right, to hand something over that you've birthed that way, that has to be a God move for you to feel comfortable doing it so well. Yeah. And I'm going to talk about for a second, and I hope you can all go around the table and do so, of what it means to have a space. Because it's a huge change for Grace Collective. And I know worship-wise, which is the ministry I live in, if you are um, a guest with us on our podcast today, it is completely life-changing for our musicians. Right now, we don't have a rehearsal. We just have a run-through every Sunday morning where we use multi-tracks and automations. It's insane to think that they don't have a rehearsal time and that they still pull off what they do. So it's going to be an incredible blessing there to just have time with my team. Tech-wise, too, I know Tyler feels the same way. He leads a tech ministry and a lighting ministry, which comes in on Sunday mornings about an hour before we start and tries to pull this thing together. The stress level on all worship end is just going to go down, I believe so, hopefully, (laughs) Um, if it's in God's will, to a point where we can just kind of let things go a little bit and let more room for the Holy Spirit to enter into our service without all of the anxieties of only playing this once through, or is the track going to work, or is this the right lighting color? There's there's going to be time for these things instead of just kind of rushing them together right now. Um, I know for, for the kids ministry, which I'm a part of, I am so excited. It has been so wonderful that dance expressions by Erica has allowed us to use their space. Um, But to think about having a space where I can leave everything up and not have to take it back and forth and for kids to come into that space and know it's theirs is just super exciting to know that the adults will be upstairs and the kids will be downstairs all in the same building um is super exciting as well (laughs) and I just um it's just real exciting. The bottom floor is the fellowship hall but we will be able to trans um transform that into a kid's space we have a lot of awesome ideas so it's exciting yeah it provides you it provides us to be a place where families can come and feel safe secure we've got new nursery opportunities and just i really i think for me having lived in children's ministry for so many years and now coming into the role that i'm coming into for me that's one of the the biggest uh, assets to having our own space is being able to have a space where where our younger students can come and feel at home. And even our older students, you know, we have teenagers that are involved at, at Grace Collective that um, to be able to have a space that they can call their own, that they can hang out, that we can order pizza and do a movie night, that we can do these kinds of things, um, I think becomes amazing. Because right now where we're at, we're we're rental locked. Like if, and, and right now we're even experiencing opportunities where we'd want to have something on a particular off night, but we can't because there's a, you know, something already planned in that space that we want to rent. So to be able to have opportunity for life group leaders to come in and in, instead of virtually meeting, physically meeting and being able to fellowship and have, you know, teenagers be able to have an opportunity to do that and not have to pay a rental fee every time we do something. Now, obviously, there's going to be some other expenses like <laughs> it's not free to uh, turn the light switch on, as every uh, father in the world knows, because he's always running behind his student, his, his children and turning off the lights after them. You know, the stuff isn't free, but uh, to be able to have flexibility and opportunity opportunity for ministry to occur, I think is just a huge benefit to being able to have a a building like this. Agreed. You know, I'm a person that, that loves going to hotels. 
I, I love going and staying in hotels when we travel. I love going to the beach and staying at a hotel. But there's a point where it's just good to get home and be in your own space. And I feel like for the first, you know, almost year of Grace Collective, we've been in a hotel. We've been paying paying the the rental fee, and it's, they've been wonderful with us and for us. But it's going to be so great to go home and have a place we call home. Um, all the things that we've talked about already in these different ministries, they really begin to uh, dig roots, you know, grow roots down in this space. I also want to re remind everyone, though, too, that we don't want to get so attached to one place that we are afraid to outgrow it. I see us at some point as we continue growing as Grace Collective Church in this location, this, this new, beautiful building, that there's going to come a day when that's going to get full. And we're going to do so many services to accommodate. But there's also that day I look forward to where we begin to satellite out. We want to be a church that continues to birth other churches. And so, you know, our next campus will be, then our next campus after that will be. So I see this as God just saying, hey, here's, here's your first step. And God has provided that. You know, God didn't just give us this building. One of the great things about God is he's been orchestrating this for a long time. And we've had opportunity to step into um, the path of another church that unfortunately was, was closing down. But God was going to use their ministry to bless us. And Jonathan, I'm so glad that you had a friend in a pastor named Pastor Randy. Yeah, it was a real blast from the past. He uh, was a pastor that I had known from childhood and whose uh, daughter had been friends with Stacy. And uh, they had been in Plum Borough for, I don't know, 15, 17 years, something like that. They were doing ministry, but God was calling him to another area of ministry and was calling that church to kind of disband. And so they had all of these items that were available to us and we were able to pick them up. Uh, for for really for pennies on the dollar for for really next to nothing and in some cases for free he would just throw them in and he, we were like hey we'll take these things and he's like oh we'll take this as well and take that and uh, so much so that we had to get another storage space to fill because <laughs> so, we had so many things that God had blessed us with uh, and it was just an incredible thing in fact I even go a little bit further back to one of the first things that I was able to do as the executive pastor of Grace Collective before um, it was really kind of out there in the world. World, I drove to a church in the Kiski area that was going to digital um, and for their sound system. And they said, hey, we have this, this system. It works great. We want to donate it to another church. And so I drove out there in Stacy's car and we packed it to the gills with speakers and amplifiers and a soundboard stuff that we're going to be able to use uh, as we move into this new space that was free just here, your church, you're starting. God has been with us and preparing us every step of the way. We haven't known why all the time, but God's like, I got it under control and we got it taken care of. And it's just been amazing to see how each and every step God's hand has been in a part of it. Yes. Yes. Yeah. So what our next step is then is kind of transforming this building into our new home. Um, it worked great for Bible Fellowship, and it's a beautiful, beautiful building and facility. However, it's designed right now a little bit more traditionally than the way that we do church, which is 
okay, but we have a real goal of bringing in the unchurched people who are not used to walking into a church building every Sunday into our building. So we want to make it a little bit more contemporary. So while we do that, we're planning, hopefully, if everything works out, to meet in the basement while those renovations are being done upstairs. So what that will look like is we'll probably be stripped down for a little um, while, a little bit more acoustic, music-wise, and really find that authentic worship that sometimes we we aim for but we miss when we get all the lights and the big sound we're just going to kind of take it back this summer find the heart of worship until we get to that hopefully beautiful renovation upstairs yeah and and while we're meeting in the basement um it it may be a challenge with the kids a little bit but Um, We're going to do everything in our power to make sure that they are engaged and a part of our um, worship. And whether we can find a space to take them or they're, you know, in there with us, we will definitely be um, working with them to help them to learn more about Jesus. Mm -hmm. I think we should just have grandpa do every third Sunday. (laughs) He can preach every third Sunday. (laughs) Can you keep, can you keep the voice going for every third Sunday, Marsha? The whole sermon. (laughs) Wait, grandpa's not here right now, Jonathan. Oh, oh, sorry. (laughs) (laughs) The great thing about that is we'll be using the kids space and that is going to become the kids worship space. Mm -hmm. Uh, And we'll start there as the adults, but uh, we'll be setting up, you know, the sound and and all the AVL. Um, yeah, that's so what that I was going to say. Sorry to yeah. interrupt you, but I was. it is a challenge to have right now this summer not knowing exactly what we're going to do, Marsha, but we are setting you up with a hopefully great sound system for your kids' experience in the future. I'm so excited. <laughs> <laughs> I think it's important, too, because so often I think churches, not Grace Collective, but churches in general will look at children's ministry as – daycare or this secondary thought and I I really want to get intentional about and I think we are this is the first step to be able to get intentional about how we want to minister to families and we want that to be you know it's great that the adults are getting the word but we want to make sure that our church of today our students you know the ones that are going into the schools and the ones that are going into with their friends places that we'll never get a chance to go into we're, we're grounding them with the word of God in such an awesome way that they just feel confident and capable of being able to share the message of Christ wherever they go. And that starts with a really positive experience on Sunday mornings or, or in their Zoom calls or wherever it is that they're getting GC crew. That And that kind of starts with that. So I'm excited that even though you know we're going to be sharing space for a little bit, that we're going to leave that space and it's going to be really a killer space for our GC crew kids. Amen. Yeah. And then it also allows us the opportunity to uh, to maybe potentially do some weekly every every week gatherings, which it, it you know it'd be great if it's worship every week. But just being able to even have a flexibility for life groups to be able to meet there, hey, so and so's house isn't available or, or whatever, we can have space meeting there for our life group so that we never have to miss an opportunity to get somebody involved with what God's doing in life groups. Yes. Yeah. And it does open up that possibility of every Sunday, you know, right now, um, you've got to be really smart to show up the right weekend yeah. at the lamp for, for worship, right? Is it first and a third or is it just every other weekend? It's, it's been a challenge. Uh, so when we get into this new space, we feel like it's the right time and God pushes, God says, hey, green light, go every week. 
we'll be, we'll start meeting every week. And then you're going to go out to your neighbors and out to your friends and your coworkers and your teammates and say, Hey, come this Sunday, come this weekend. Uh, you don't have to try and remember is an on week or off week. Uh, but we want to really use that as an opportunity then to drive people into our life groups, which will continue meeting. Um, they'll just find some different times rather than the Sunday mornings where many of our life groups are meeting right now. The, the bottom line with, with getting this building is um, a building's a building, but the church is the church. You know, the building is a shell, but the people who are coming in, going out, um, called in, sent out. We're carrying the the good news of Jesus out into the world, you know, to everyone, everywhere, every day. And we're going to get stronger and stronger at that because we're going to have this home um, where that is taught and where people are, it's, it's almost like we're just being giving, given a launch pad. It's a training center and it's a uh, mission outpost where we're not just gathering in, but we are being sent out into the world. Now, we want to be very, very prayerful about this. We're, we're always praying, you know, Father, keep us in step with your Holy Spirit. Don't let us move ahead of your plans, God. Don't let us get behind your plans or left or right. So we want to create this space where people who are already with us come in to get trained and equipped to go back out uh, to connect other people to Jesus. But we also want it to be a space where it's so relevant that it's a place where people who do not feel comfortable going to church, feel really comfortable coming in to meet with us, where they can come in uh, and it feels comfortable for them. They can grab a cup of coffee. They can sit and talk and visit with somebody. It doesn't feel like a different world to them, but it feels like a part of their normal. And it's a place where they and their family are comfortable gathering and where they too are then equipped to, to be sent back out and reach the world around them in the name of Jesus. So this, this new building, this new space, this new property allows us to do all of that. It's going to take a lot of work, a lot of effort um, by all of us to get that going. But God's going to over, oversee that. He's going to direct that. I feel absolutely 120% confident that he's already orchestrating that to happen at this new property, this new space. Yes, and please be praying for us um, while we are walking through this as a leadership team. And we hope that if you haven't done worship at Grace Collective yet, that you will. You will help us share the good news of Jesus or come learn who he is in this new building. And we thank you for listening today. And as always, if you have any questions, go ahead and email them at info at gracecollectivechurch.com. And we hope to continue talking about God's blessings within this church and in your lives. Thanks so much. And thank you guys for, uh, you know, talking today. <laughs> thank you, Kylie. <laughs> yes. Hey, thanks so much for joining us for this special edition episode of our Grace Collective podcast. We hope you enjoyed what you heard. If you have any questions, go ahead and email us at info at gracecollectivechurch.com. And we hope that you join in on our podcast family. Have a blessed week, everyone.